Our sermon passage this morning is Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. I invite you to find that in your Bibles. I have to say, I wish I had a better sermon for my final Sunday as your pastor, but I actually think that's pretty fitting because I have walked up those steps thinking that probably just about every Sunday over the course of these last roughly 14 years. But God's word is always good, and it's always profitable, so we will attend to it this morning, and I, I uh, invite you to find it. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write these words in this letter because he was away from these Christians that he cared about, and he loved them. And he was concerned that in his absence from them, they might wander away from Jesus Christ. And he really wanted them to thrive even when he was not with them in person, ministering to them in the capacity that he once was. He wanted them to be encouraged. He wanted them to be knit together in fellowship. He wanted them to continue growing closer in knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that's just so similar to how I'm feeling on this Sunday. So let's read what it says and receive it, and then pray for God to just impress it upon our hearts. We'll start simply by reading it together. It's Colossians chapter 2, starting at verse 6. Just two verses. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Let's pray together once again. Father, we've read your word now, and I'm about to endeavor to explain and proclaim it, and we want to receive it well. We know that that's miraculous. We know that that's not dependent upon how well I preach or how hard we listen, but upon your Holy Spirit transforming us by the renewal of our minds this morning. So we submit ourselves to you, and I I just ask that you would help me to serve your people well, and that your word would have its full effect in our lives that it would re-energize us to walk in Jesus Christ, that it would prompt us to extend our roots into him even more so, trusting in him, that it would build us up even more so, becoming more like him, that it would further establish us in the faith, strengthening us for what's to come. We trust you to do these things through the power of your word and the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's start at verse 6. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. As I mentioned, his concern was that in his absence, they might stop walking in Christ Jesus and start walking in some other way. If you read on, you see that there were philosophies and deceptions and traditions of men that were present in the world around them that Paul knew might become tempting to them and could become confusing to them, and that they could alter their course, even slightly at first, but even a slight alteration in your course over time can send you way off course. And so he was just concerned. He didn't want that to happen. So he encourages them, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. For them, it was pressure to observe certain diet and certain days on their calendar to celebrate that would make them holy. But obviously we know and they knew that 
the only way to be made holy is through faith in Jesus Christ. Christians tend to wander away from Jesus. Churches can wander away from him. You read through the epistles like this, and Paul seems like a parent walking a toddler through a crowded place like Concord Mills Mall, having to constantly say, no, 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 we're walking this way. Don't go walking off that way. Stay with me. Stay by my side. Let's keep walking in Christ. Don't go wandering off trusting in something else to make you okay. Don't go wandering off adding something to your faith in Jesus to make you feel holy and close to God. Jesus. Keep walking in him, rooted and built up in him. And so I just really feel the same urging this morning that Paul felt. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. You received him as the Lord. We've been growing in our obedience to him as our Lord. Keep walking in obedience. Don't start walking in disobedience. We received him as our Savior. We've been growing in our faith in him and walking in faith. Keep walking in faith. Don't start walking in fear or panic. We've received him as earlier in Colossians, he's described as the wisdom and knowledge of God. And we've been growing in our knowledge of him, and we've been growing in our wisdom from him. And so we've been walking in that, walking in that understanding, walking in that prayerful dependence upon him as God's wisdom and source for knowledge. Just keep walking prayerfully. Keep walking with your Bibles open. Don't start walking prayerlessly with your Bibles closed. What we don't want to see is any sort of knee-jerk reaction after this Sunday and just bring in any pastor who's alive and willing, but who doesn't preach God's word, doesn't teach God's word, doesn't counsel according to God's word, goes with his gut, goes with tradition. We don't want to just go with the flow of our culture during this transition time and drift off into bizarre extremes on one side or the other. We don't want to start reading bad authors who don't quote scripture but give their own wisdom and insight. We don't want to drift away altogether into worldly pursuits. We want to keep walking in him. Keep walking in him. Verse 7 kind of helps us visualize what he means by that. Verse 6 says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Then verse 7 sort of describes it. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught. So the admonition to continue walking in him is the admonition to stay rooted in him. It's a beautiful picture of what God does for his church when they find everything they need in Jesus rather than looking for it elsewhere. When we look for the mercy we need, the grace, the power, the wisdom, the guidance, the unity, the hope, the peace, the joy, everything that the church will need will be found rooted in Jesus. You don't have to stretch your roots elsewhere to find what you'll need. It's in Jesus Christ. It's offered to you through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit inside of you, and it's offered to you through his powerful word here. Everything that you need. So let the roots just keep stretching down deeper into Christ. Now, I've not been told what these trees are about here, 
though I have a guess, this was not coordinated in any way. I didn't know trees would be here when I planned this sermon. The illustration I had in mind had to do with trees, and it was the uh, Arbor Day Foundation trees that Dave and Sandy arranged for us when we first uh, took possession of my parents' land out there. These trees came to us through the mail, and they were just each tree was just a stick. It was a stick with a couple of little thin roots hanging off that just looked like human hairs, just as weak. You can't imagine how weak they look. And part of me thought, there's no way that this is going to work. It can't possibly, but we planted them out in the yard, and uh, every morning after I dropped the kids off of school, I went by and uh, put water on them with a bucket because we didn't have water out there yet. And sure enough, uh, let's see, I think we had 10, I think eight of the 10 made it. And so what was happening is over time, slowly and invisibly, roots, those little minuscule little roots, they were thickening up and they were stretching out and more roots were springing off of those roots and they were forcing their way deeper into the soil around them and they were grabbing hold of the soil, getting all the nutrients they needed from the soil for those trees to be growing providing all the stability necessary for those trees to be growing. And that's exactly what has happened here. Over these years, our roots have been getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, in the world's eyes, we may not look like the strongest church, but I know what God has done among us here over these years. And I know that he has been strengthening our root system in Jesus Christ. And my encouragement to you is don't uproot. If you need anything, you stretch deeper into Jesus. You don't need someone else or something else. I always want things to be more concrete than the the visuals that the Bible sometimes give us. So, well, that sounds good, be rooted in Christ, but what, like how? What does that actually mean? And it really comes down to the simple things of prayer of scripture. When you need something, pray, ask God for it. He's your provider. When you're scratching your heads over some quandary or some uncertainty, look into scripture about it. It probably addresses it at some level. That's where the power is. Pray, read your Bibles personally, daily at home, together each week. Make sure the Bibles stay open. Really do depend on the Lord in prayer. Don't just say, we ought to pray about that, but then instead of praying about it, you think about it. Pray about it. God gives wisdom. God gives direction. And he gives it through his word, and he does it in response to prayer. And as you do that process, not only do you get the wisdom and direction and supply or whatever it is that you need, you also get the stronger roots. Every time you do that, your roots are stretching a little bit deeper into Jesus Christ. So to keep walking in him is to stay rooted in him. It says, rooted and built up in the faith. As our roots keep sinking down into our faith, the structure of our lives keeps growing up and being built up. As those little sticks had their roots growing deeper and deeper and stronger and stronger, the sticks themselves began to transform too into trees. They have branches now. There's heft to them. I'm not as concerned I'm going to accidentally mow them down when I'm mowing the yard. As you keep praying and ingesting God's word through your roots, your character will continue to become more Christ-like. And your actions as individual Christians and as a church will be 
increasingly empowered by God, you'll keep growing. And though many have been absent who are on our membership rolls over these years, many have been here, and I've seen you growing. Sometimes you're not so sure when you think about yourself. Have I grown at all? I don't know. As your pastor, I know that you have. You've absolutely been growing. It's evidenced in the quality of our discussions on Sundays in the fellowship hall. Just the biblical content that's in your minds as we talk through things. It's evident in your strength as you have faced all kinds of different trials that I've watched you walk through. It's evident in the evangelism that I see among you in your everyday lives with your family members and coworkers and neighbors. I see it in the increasing quality of the fellowship among you. Your active interest in God and his word. He has built us up in Jesus Christ. He has established our roots and he has built us up. It's a good time just to pause and thank him for what he's done. And it's a good time to renew our dedication to let our roots keep sinking into Christ and our branches keep growing into Christ's likeness. He says, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. That word established, it, it means tested and confirmed. Uh, so, for example, we have a live oak tree out there on that property and it has a branch that's, that spans out almost horizontally. And on that tree limb, we have a porch swing that hangs on it. Now, I weigh slightly more than I did 14 years ago when I started as your pastor, and there have been times where I wondered, is this a good idea? Is this tree limb going to be able to take, hold both the swing and me? And so I'll kind of sit slowly on that swing sometimes, and I'll hear a lot of creaking. It's the swing, though. It's not the branch. The branch has been confirmed over many times of me sitting on that swing. It, it holds up. That's the idea he's talking about here, being established in the faith. You know, we have had our faith tested in many different ways as individuals and as a church, but God has always held up, and he always will hold up. And we can trust him 100% completely right now. We're established in this faith. And change is hard, but it's a good opportunity for us to rely on the roots and structure and stability of our faith that God has given us. You know, I always put a quote in the bulletin here. I don't know if you noticed the one this morning. It's a Charles Spurgeon quote. And it's appropriate, I think. He wrote, It is of no use to hope that we shall be well-rooted if no rough winds pass over us. Those old gnarlings on the root of the oak tree and those strange twistings of the branches all tell of the many storms that have swept over it. And they are also indicators of the depth into which the roots have forced their way. So the Christian is made strong and firmly rooted by all the trials and storms of life. So what we have in front of us is really exciting. Though daunting and though sad because there's a loss of what we have had in some sense, but we know that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes. And we know part of that is him continuing to grow us as his people. He cares about that even more than we do. So we know that this is an opportunity that he will use to strengthen our faith in him. 
and that we'll come out through this and through the process of this stronger, like a strong tree that has weathered many, many storms. We'll be stronger in our faith because of this. If there's some wobbly Sundays, just keep walking in Christ. If there's uncertainties that linger longer than we want, just keep walking in him. If there are gaps in the ministry, something gets missed, just keep walking in him. If disagreements come up and it's difficult to work through, just keep walking in him. If you start to feel discouraged, just keep walking in him. Keep the course. Don't deviate. Keep walking in Christ, rooted and, esta- rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. I don't want to forget the last part of the verse, and this is where we'll end. Established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Abounding just means overflowing. Spilling out, spilling over the top. Walking in him involves abundant thanksgiving. Now, it doesn't say thanks feeling. It says thanksgiving. We may not always feel thankful, but I'll bet if we discipline ourselves as a spiritual discipline to look for it, there's always something we can give thanks for. Be on the lookout for it. Notice it. Notice God's blessings and the good that he's bringing about, but don't just notice it. Express it. Give thanks to him uh, in front of each other. Rejoice in all the good that God does. I'm so thankful God did this. I'm so thankful God did that. Praise God for providing us this person to fulfill this need with this spiritual gift just at the right time. Isn't he good? Thank God for sustaining us. Thank God for drawing us closer to him. Thank God for the prayer time that we had at the service last week. Thank God for how he's growing us during this time of transition. Abound in thanksgiving during this time. I guarantee there'll be ample opportunities to thank God. It'll honor him. It'll encourage each other. It'll be very healthy for you. And really, here's my prayer, and this is where we'll land. I am praying that this will be a season that Doolins Grove Church will look back on for years to come, maybe generations to come, as a season in which God blessed the church in ways maybe more powerful than he ever has before. And it would be just like him to do it during this season, during a time when no person could get the glory. He would get all the glory because it's a time in which we don't have any particular one leader, no dynamic figure to look at, only that God is faithful and God did all this stuff. We didn't know what to do and we came together and we prayed and he answered the prayer in this way. I'm praying this will be a season of renewed zeal to walk in Christ together, rooting into Christ, being built up into Christ, establishing your faith more deeply, and thanking God all the way.